Welcome to the Men's Leadership Network podcast, where each month we're exploring what it means to be a godly leader in our homes, workplaces, and communities. We want to be a resource for men who are seeking spiritual leadership principles so that they live and lead differently in all aspects of their lives. This initiative is not just about reaching, but equipping multipliers for Christ. As always, listen to the end to hear our guest answer our favorite question, what do you want your legacy to be? We hope our conversations will help you answer that question yourself and better equip you to pursue it for the glory of God. Well, hey guys, welcome to Men's Leadership Network podcast. We're so glad that you're joining in today and it is going to be a great podcast today because I am joined by John Simons and John is an amazing man of God. So thankful. He is our new men's pastor here at Rolling Hills and so he is going to be taking over all things men's leadership and helping with verses and, you know, man minutes and men's Bible studies. And so you get to hear from the guy who's going to be pastoring and discipling and mentoring you. And he is an incredible man of God. And so, John, thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. Absolutely. And Jeff, just thank you again for this entire process of transitioning here. And the interview process was just, it felt like God made this so clear, mm. abundantly clear. And that's really what we had asked from him is, Lord, show us so clearly that we know we are headed towards what you're calling us to, and so that I can live into my shape as a pastor, but then also, at the same time, a, a, a senior pastor like you, Jeff, that just exudes passion and for men, uh, and, and this has been an incredible, mm. incredible blessing, so just thank you so much. Oh, man. Well, well John, tell us about you. Tell yep. us about your family, your yep. growing up. You yep. know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, I have two kiddos. Uh, Noah is going to be almost four wow. in January, and then Maddie, uh, Madeline, uh, is going to be almost two. She'll be uh, in February, and then my wife, Kristen, uh, she it was a step-down ICU nurse back in Orange County, but mm. We'll see where she lands here within the nursing world. Uh, we actually met in uh, at Cal Baptist. She's from the Pacific Northwest from Seattle. And so she came down uh, to Cal Baptist for school. Uh, we met as, man, kids, uh, 19 years old. We began dating. Uh, and then uh, actually we've, we've just done a lot of life together. Mm. And, and so uh, we had begun dating. And really within the first three months, it was something, a relationship that we knew we wanted uh, to be in, but but quite frankly, I wasn't in the place to be in a relationship, and so uh, I I come from a broken home where uh, my dad had moved out in high school, and so for me this was really the first real relationship, and mm. I, I didn't know how to do it, and I was struggling with pornography, and um, I wasn't in a place to be in in a relationship, uh, and then. Uh, unfortunately, her brother uh, was diagnosed with leukemia, and so she went home that after that freshman year uh, to actually not come back until the following year. And so we had broken up, and uh, we we actually got back together in the, uh, the the next year, our sophomore year. And then, man, we just going into a relationship when when one is grieving. And so mm. for Kristen, that was really uh, a huge part of things that uh, we felt like we couldn't uh, not be together, but then to start a relationship while one, one, uh, while she's grieving was, it was a huge learning curve for, for a kid who really didn't know how to do a relationship and who was trying to find health in himself. Uh, and so that was kind of the start of our journey uh, at Cal Baptist. And now Oh, 12, 12 years later, six, six years of, uh, of dating and uh, six years of marriage now, and two amazing kiddos later. Mm, praise God. Yep. Praise God. So, yeah. 
And um, man, God's been faithful to you too. Yeah. So tell me how you got into men's ministry because you've been men's pastor at a big church in California. And, yeah. and how did how did you accept Christ first? And then yeah. how did you end up yeah. in men's ministry? Yeah, going back going back a little bit into that story is. Uh, I, so I grew up enough in the church that, that we would go occasionally uh, growing up and more consistently, but then uh, life kind of got in the way, and so to speak, mm. of doing travel baseball on the weekends. And so uh, it wasn't like a consistent part of our family life. Uh, but then I would say really what tied me to the church was going to youth group with my friends. Mm-hmm. And where I would say I really started to know uh, – I really started to prioritize, I would say, my relationship with God and understand the gospel uh, was really the middle of high school when, when my dad had moved out, and the person who stepped in the most was my youth pastor, Justin. Wow. And so uh, I was able to sit there and say, hey, I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z. I- I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm angry. Mm. And he just was all ears, inviting me to his to dinner with his family. I'd be over there just as much as over at other friends' houses. And I and I felt that that level of care and love that you know um, in many ways I was desiring from my dad and that I got from my youth pastor Justin mm. to this day. Um, we even before we left uh, California, they actually moved to to Washington. They were down on vacation, and we got to see them before we go. And uh, it's just an incredible relationship where he's a mentor of mine still to this day. Mm. Praise God. Yeah. And so I think it bred that level of kind of authentic, transparent faith mm-hmm. from the start for me uh, that eventually led into my pastoring. Um, and so during the middle of my, uh, I was doing my master's of philosophy at Biola University, and I felt God say, I'm calling you to ministry. Mm-hmm. And it was unexpected. I, I, that's not what I, that's not what I had planned to be, to be quite honest. Um, and then when, when he did, I had gone to Saddleback Church as a family growing up because it was Saturday night services back in the day that many churches didn't have that. And so if you're playing baseball on Sundays, you could go on Saturday. Um, and so I'd kind of reconnected with some pastors there. If I needed, uh, I did my master's of philosophy and then I was doing my master's of divinity and I needed an internship. And so I, I went to some buddies and said, hey, would I, could I intern with you? Um, and that was really the start of my pastoral career. Uh, it was after seminary. They, they said, hey, we'd love for you to, to come on to the small groups team and the adult, into the adult world. Uh, and so as a 26-year-old, I, I became a pastor and went down that route. And two years into it, they said, hey, we would love for you to step in uh, to, to helping lead men's groups. And it, it wasn't really even an area that I said, oh, wow, men's, like that, that's a perfect fit for me. It was kind of a, a growth opportunity in leadership that later, man, I'm so grateful that God did it because everything that I had gone through as a teenager and as a young adult, and like I said, man, I didn't even know how to be in a relationship when Chris and I first started dating, to going through the grieving stages with her and how to care for someone uh, to, to my own uh, issues. All of that, all of that was combined into men's ministry because that's what men are really coming to, to church asking in their small groups is, man, how do, how do I do a relationship? Mm-hmm. Man, I'm struggling with pornography or shame, and, and how do I get counseling on these things? How do, I, how do I dive into God's Word and meet Him in the Scriptures? Mm-hmm. You know, the, those, those areas of discipleship in life were just, it's, it's an amazing thing that happens in men's ministry. And I had a godly team of men's leaders and volunteers 
that as a young pastor, that they had been doing this for so many years, they poured into me and I poured into them. Mm. And I really grew into now kind of being the men's pastor that I am. And I'm so grateful for that, that part of my journey. Love that. Love that, John. Yeah. Hey, why do you think uh, ministering to men is so important? Well, I would say first and foremost, I mean, if when oh, I mean, so this is well known within within ministry that if you can get the dad, if you mm. can get the man, you will get the entire family. Mm. And, and then not only on top of that, but this is true of my own story is is if you can get the dad, you are changing generations, mm. future generations. Yes. That that I will be able to tell my son Noah, hey, don't go down this path. Mm. I've been there. <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah. Not only is it not wise, but I'll tell you in the end, it's not worth it. Mm. And, and so. Uh, I think that is really at the heart of it. If you, if you can get the man, not only will his marriage change, but mm. everything about his life, you know, his his career and his his, uh, his coworkers, how he's treating them. Mm. You know, there's so many things in the community as as you know, uh, being a baseball coach out in the community. Yeah, man, you you see the difference between the guy who knows Christ and mm. kn- has intimately felt God's grace. You see it in the way he treats people, yeah. and that is the importance. That's the reason why we're why I know for you, men's ministry is so important. That's something we've already bonded yeah. on, yeah. and so uh, that is that's a huge part of why I think men's ministry is so important. Mm, man, that's big. Yeah. So how do you prioritize? You yep. know, you're you're a husband, <laughs> yep. a father. Yep. I mean, you know yep. how it is with small kids. I mean, yeah. there's always this demand yeah. and. Um, you know, and then, and then trying to do this full-time job and yep. how do you prioritize God in the middle of that? Cause yeah. I think that's a struggle for most guys, right? I mean, you have to be so intentional. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to be intentional and that may mean waking up at, at 5 AM mm. or it may mean staying up at late and not being on your phone, but getting back to the hard work of being in the word at, at these different parts of the day that, that quite frankly, like when you come home from work. Uh, I know it's a struggle for me. There's times where, I mean, even being in ministry, it it can be an exhausting thing. And so you want to come home from work and, oh, man, I'm going to be on the cell phone, right? But then how to put that away and say, I'm going to prioritize time with my kids. And for us, that means that when I do get home, I'm putting away the cell phone. Mm. But then on a weekly basis, uh, I'm taking the kids out usually on a one-on-one date, like for with my daughter, you know? I mean, that looks different at two years old than it does with my (laughs) my four-year-old who just wants to go to a a local farm and, like, do a tire swing or just, like, you know, do ridiculous things, uh, you know? And so, uh, but Noah and I prioritize, like, Back in Orange County, it'd be like every Saturday morning, he knew him and I were going to go get donuts together and I would drink coffee and he would just get loaded up on sugar, you know, (laughs) and that would later bite me in the bite by back hard. Uh, But that's something that, you know, he knew he could trust that, you know, he was going to have dad time. Yeah. Yeah. And man, our kids need dad time. Man. Yep. So what do you think is the biggest challenge that men face today? Oh, (laughs) <laughs> that's well it's it's just there when I, when I think about that there's just such a range actually if so there there's for some men I would say they're on one side of the spectrum that they are struggling with loneliness lack mm. of friendships but then on like a whole nother side of that spectrum is there's there's whether you're young and ambitious or you have a family and you are just so so busy mm. that really you're not being present for anyone in your life wow let alone like you think about your kids, but what about your family? You know, mm-hmm. your your extended family, and uh, are you are you present for um, your spouse? You know, things like that. So there's a spectrum, and then 
you, you can think that relationally, like that the isolation that we know is obviously not good for men, but then some are so busy uh, that it's an issue. But then, of course, we have, you know, the, the silent addiction of pornography and shame in a man's life. Mm. We have that, uh, obviously, th- we think through things like, I, some men don't even know where their voice is in culture. I think some men feel like, you know, uh, as a man, I, I'm not accepted in culture anymore. And so sometimes that leads to, to men speaking out more on political issues and mm. stuff like that. And, and that becomes a challenge of, especially through the last pandemic of, well, how do we see the gospel and kingdom values leading the way mm. and reminding ourselves of those things above the need to, to always uh, be so politically oriented, mm. stuff like that. There's different things that, that I think men right now, especially um, in Western culture, are, str- are struggling with. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, what's so funny is when we were going through our, the sermon series of the fruit of the Spirit, mm-hmm. I was reminded of, man, the measure of a man is really, when we think of those, those fruit of the Spirit, they're virtues, right? Mm-hmm. How are those virtues in a man's life being cultivated? And I think for each and every one of those virtues of gentleness, kindness, mm. love, the challenge today is how does a man really step into a place and he he is leading his family in all those ways uh, or in his workplace? Uh, and I think that's a, a significant challenge that that's where we lean in on guys and say, man, the depth of our gospel is really the depth of our discipleship. Mm. And the, uh, that's what I'm excited for, you know, with you, Jeff, is, mm. is stepping into that place of how do we disciple our guys? And the challenge today is still the challenge of back in the first century when Jesus is, is finishing the Sermon on the Mount, and he literally is, is describing the man who listens to me is the man who is on rock. Mm-hmm. He built his house on rock. Yeah. But the man who does not listen to me when the storms of life come, well, he's the man who built his, his whole life and his home on sand. Mm. And I think that today is still the same challenge yeah. that men are facing. Wow. What are they going to build their lives on? Mm-hmm. And that's true of me when every single time that, that I realize, man, my, my feet right now, I'm walking on sand. Mm. I, how do I return to the love of God, to my relationship with Jesus and say, thank God we have such a loving and graceful God mm. who these fruit of the spirit, he, he is those attributes, yeah. you know? Yeah. And how do I, in relationship with him, how do I pour out those same things to the people around me? Mm. Man, I, I'm so glad you said that because yeah. that was a powerful series, you yeah, know. And as, absolutely. You, as you think about that, and for for guys, we can go back and listen and watch and grow in those areas yep. because God's called men to be spiritual leaders. Yep, right? absolutely. And you, and you think yep. about that, and sometimes we shy away from that, yep. right? And yep. we think, well, I'm going to let my wife lead. Yep. You know, yep. she knows more about the Bible, yep. or <laughs> she's more spiritual, yeah. right? Or she yeah. prays more. But yet, yeah. we're called to be spiritual leaders, you know, and, and whether we're single, whether we're married, yep. whether we're, you know, a dad or granddad, wherever yep. we are in life, yep. or, um, how do we grow as spiritual leaders? How do you, how would you encourage men to grow and yep. become the spiritual leaders that God created us to be? I know it's going to sound really, really simple, but I would, I, for my time in ministry and being yeah. uh, a, a leader in men's ministry would be that uh, I'm asking a guy, first and foremost, how is your time in the word every day? Mm. Because so many men are so busy or have not prioritized immersing themselves in the Word. Because that's where you're going to meet God every single day. Yeah. That is where you want to talk about growing as a leader. That is being in the Word. The Spirit uses the Word to convict you and call you towards uh, greater intimacy with Jesus. Mm. 
And if you're going through something at work or in your marriage, there's a, you can talk to your friends, but in the Word of God, you're going to be convicted of what Christ is calling you toward. Yeah. And I think that is one of the, the first things that... It, it, being in the Word doesn't mean more head knowledge. Mm-hmm. It actually means the, the, the char- your character formation you're being transformed into the image of Christ, mm-hmm. which means you're going to love better, serve better, and care better as you lead people, right? You can only lead people as much as uh, they trust you. And you can only lead people as well as they see that you that you are for them. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of men, we, we tend to think, oh, man, I can just tell people what to do. Man, what people desire, what I know to be true, is that when you come alongside people and people feel like you value them and you say, hey, I think this is the best move forward for you, for whatever you're talking about at work, you know, uh, or for your marriage, for your kids, and maybe in the neighborhood you, you're, you're leading something, when people trust you and say, Dad, that's the way forward, they lean on your relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's where I'd say being in the Word of God makes your posture, uh, it postures you in such a way to lead and care well. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And so, guys, man, we've got the daily step. I mean, if yep. you go uh, online or go to the Rolling Hills app, there's always yep. scripture to read. And, yep. and, man, like you said, John, just getting into the Word each day. I mean, yep. man, you just need that time to start. Yep. Otherwise, you know, you start off yep. chasing the world versus... Yep. Chasing the heart of God. You and, know? and I think at the end of the day, too, you know, and something that I think Rolling Hills and Jeff, you you have helped men so much is just a place to belong mm. to to start to go work through the process of, man, we, we guys, we just want to give you a place where you can come with each other, self-reflect and encourage and and call each other into accountability of this. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day. You, men, when they're around each other, especially the men's ministry in general, I would say is one of the best places for discipleship because you get guys in a room and they're talking about the struggles of life. Well, they're really going to call and challenge each other in a way yeah. that very few venues in life you can really get. Right. And that's the amazing thing about what's going on here yeah. is how are we calling guys to encourage and be equipped and, and hold each other accountable? Yeah. And, and that, yeah, and I think we grew up, like you said, you play yep. travel baseball. Yep. We all grew up probably playing sports yep. or something, yep. being with a team. Yep. And then we get isolated. Yep. But, man, when you come back together with a group of guys to yep. encourage and challenge you spiritually, yep. it's a whole different level, man. That's Absolutely amazing. agree. Absolutely so, agree. So tell me this, John, because yep. you were men's pastor at yep. a huge church yep. in Orange County. It's Orange yep. County, California. How did you feel God, you know, bring you here to Rolling Hills, to Franklin, Tennessee? I mean, yeah. And what excites you about that? Yeah, uh, it was a, like I had mentioned earlier, it was, it became so clear that God was calling us here. Yeah. And I had, I had been someone that, I mean, my wife, uh, she kind of felt the calling first, if, you know, uh, John, I think it's gonna be time to move on. Mm. Like, I think it's a new chapter for our family. And if I'm really transparent, I think I was the one resisting more mm. than uh, in, in it all, because I had envisioned myself as staying at Saddleback, my home church, for for as long, I mean, for lifelong pastor. Um, you, you have a pastor like Pastor Rick who had been there 40 plus years, yeah. and that was the model. And I had said, uh, you know, I grew up here. I've, I'm a young pastor that's, that's grown into more leadership. Uh, why would I not consider myself staying long term? And 
I think the Lord had to work on my heart and all this and make it so abundantly clear that I, I was at a meeting and he, I just felt the Lord say, it is time. Mm. And then, uh, and that, that was back in earlier in the summer. And then I was traveling for, for my PhD work and I told my wife, okay, uh, Chris and I will absolutely pray about this while I'm away. I'm, it's for me. It's kind of the most uh, the time that I I really get away to to pray, so to mm-hmm. speak. And on the plane ride home, I just felt the Lord say, "I will take care of you. I will take care of your kids, and I'm calling you to grow in 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 leadership and pastoral. Uh, you know your your own pastoral gifting. Trust me. Mm. Wait and trust me. Wow. And uh, it was one of those things that I, I remember uh, when I saw this position on the job board, I was like, you know, that's I'll send them my resume and we'll, we can see if we have a conversation. And then it was like things that I had been praying for to be said out loud were said out loud. Wow. That this, that the men's ministry versus ministry, mm. it's not necessarily about getting guys to a breakfast. Mm. It's about discipling them. Yeah. It is about talking about the hard things mm-hmm. because men need to talk about the hard things and be challenged in their lives. Mm-hmm. And that means that sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable, but that's the space that we are called into. Uh, and there were so many things along the way, Jeff, that, uh, you know, for, for us, uh, we weren't expecting the the homeowners that we were renting from uh, to, to cut that lease. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they did in the middle of the summer, and we're, we were literally, uh, you know, we had two months to figure out where to live, and instead we lived with, we moved into my mom's mm-hmm. and said that, you know, we're going to trust that this is actually affirmation that God's calling us to a new season. Mm-hmm. And, and as much as, uh, you, know, you know, 31 at the time, mm-hmm. um, of man, I, do I feel embarrassed about moving back with my mom's with my family now? I actually felt like, no, that was a moment where, the Lord was saying, trust me. Mm-hmm. And who would have known two and a half months later, we now be in Franklin, Tennessee, <laughs> where I have the privilege to lead alongside of you with men. Yeah. And it, it, it was just an incredible journey that, you know, my kids are, I mean, one of the biggest blessings since we've been here is that uh, Noah in his first week, I said, hey, buddy, how do you like? He goes, I love the new city. <laughs> And he has walked into Sunday school. He didn't use, used to do that even back at you know in Orange <laughs> County. And so he's walk, They're both both my kids are walking into Sunday school, and, and they're not crying. They're like, "See ya," you know. And it's just the it's the best thing ever. And we have felt like this is already home. Wow. And and there's no other way to describe it. But I feel like God's grace on upon us as a family. Mm. We have felt it so much. And the I will take care of you. I am a good father. Mm. And that has come across so clearly. Wow, that's awesome, John. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so what? What? What are you yeah. most excited about being yeah. here as a men's pastor? Quite frankly, there's so much opportunity yeah. of not just growth, but creatively of of us responding to what are men needing in this yeah. community. Mm-hmm. And we know we have the audience with something like verses, yeah. and that is incredible. But then at the same time, everything we've talked about of, well, how do we pull guys into the local church for discipleship? Mm-hmm. I think that is what uh, I am looking forward to the most is getting with guys, knowing that once they get to know me, that I'm in the trenches with them. Yeah. And that is something that 
I know I, I had the reputation back at, at, at Saddleback as the, the pastor in the trenches with guys. Mm. And that I'm coming here as another guy, I'm 32 years old, who's figuring out still how to be a, a dad. Mm. I'm figuring out how to be uh, a, a loving husband that is everything we've talked about that, man, when I go to scripture, I'm convicted of how, how am I leading like Jesus in, in, at church, in the neighborhood, in my marriage at home, and that uh, I hope that the, the guys that we're going to respond to the needs that they're looking for, you know, and uh, whether that is doing more Bible studies, uh, I think that's something I've already heard that I'm excited to dig in yeah. with guys of doing just Bible studies. And uh, on top of seminar nights of, hey, here's a need that we clearly see that men have talked about. Okay, well then how do we equip you? How do, how do we grow you up in that area mm. so, you can, so you can give it all? Yeah. And I think that's what I'm looking forward to most of just you're, you've been so open of, well, John, let's pray through what this all is. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm really looking forward to. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, from a pastoral perspective, yep. what what encouragement would you give to guys today? I mean, you've yep. worked with you know hundreds of men. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what encouragement would you give to guys just about being who God called and created them to be? Yeah, I, I would say that, or I am saying that the the tagline of "Don't go alone" mm. that was one of the biggest things <laughs> that when when I was praying through this opportunity, it's something I deeply, deeply believe men need to hear. Mm-hmm. It's don't go alone because you can't go alone. Right. You need others. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, first and foremost, for the guys who they're, they're living in an isolated way of like, maybe they go to church here, but they're not participating. Mm. Get involved. Yeah. Because I promise you, you'll look back in six months, guys, and you will say, I have more friends, <laughs> which is good for you. Yeah. I have more accountability in my life, which I will tell you will impact everything about your spiritual growth. Uh, and then at the same time, you're also beginning to become a leader in a way that you haven't seen. Mm. And I think all of that is what, don't go alone. Yeah. You know, because guys tend to just think the, oh, is that worth, is that worth my investment, the time? Because I'm really busy. Mm. I, I promise you, you will look back in six months, a year, and say that's one of the best decisions I ever made. Yeah. Wow. That's so strong. Yeah. Hey, John, how do guys get in contact with you? Like, well, go ahead and email me. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I don't mind. Uh, I, I will throw my cell phone number out uh, on live events. Um, if you give me the head nod right now, I'll, I'll throw out my cell phone number. Yeah, uh, um, let us know how yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, your email or something. I mean, yeah. what would you say to guys? Yeah, yeah. so uh, you can always get a hold of me at my email here at John. Uh, dot Simons at rollinghills.church, uh, and that's J-O-H-N, obviously, period, Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S, uh, at rollinghills.church. On Instagram, I'm John uh, D. Simons, and then uh, my cell phone number is 949-322-6999. I, 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 I throw that out to every man who's attending wow. men's groups or men's gatherings uh, back at back in Orange County, and I'll do the same thing here. Just please uh, text after like 11 guys. Please don't do that. Please, please. That, you know, uh, that, that is one that, that definitely adds up later that my wife will look over at me and be like, come on. Boundaries, John. (laughs) Oh man. Well, we are so glad you're here, John. God's going to use you in a mighty way. I mean, God brought you here. There's no doubt. He was making it so clear to you. He was making it so clear to us and the impact you're going to have. Hey, tell me one last question. Yeah. 
What do you want your legacy to be? Yeah, that's really good. Jeff, I want my legacy to be that I loved my family really, really well. Mm -hmm. That, um, that I understood that the, the grace that God has given me, that people knew me as a man who poured that same grace out to others. Mm. And that love that I've experienced, that, that love of a f heavenly father, that I exemplified that to other men. And that doesn't always mean that um, it looks, uh, you know, it, it looks different when, you know, growing up in a broken home, I've had to learn what a heavenly father, a good heavenly father is sometimes, mm -hmm. and to trust that. And that I, I hope my kids, when, when Noah grows up and Maddie grows up, and they realize how much work Kristen and I both had to put into our marriage, ourselves, that they sit there and say, we're really, really grateful you did mm -hmm. so that you could love us really well. Um, I hope that I'm remembered as a man that, that stood, that walked against the tide of the world. Because it, the reality is, is that tide wants to pull you so strongly towards worship of yourself, towards worship of things, towards worship of, of wealth and, and material goods that it's really a void. Mm. And I hope I can pass on a, a wisdom to my kids that man, I was broken, still always will be. Mm. But there's a wisdom that wasn't from me that I spoke of that's from Christ himself. Mm. And that's the wisdom that we find in the word. Yeah. And I hope to them, I'm that type of father. Mm. To that, I'm to Chris and I'm that type of husband. That's awesome. Man, what yeah. a legacy that'd be. Yeah. yeah. Wow, John. Well, let me pray for us yep. right now. Um, Father God, I pray that for John. I pray that, God, he would be a man who lives out the legacy you have for him. God, that he would love his family so well. He would love them with the wisdom you've given him. And he would lead other men to you, Father. And um, God, anoint him with your spirit. And God, I pray every man listening right now, God, that we would live out your plans, your purpose for our lives, God, that we wouldn't miss it. God, don't let us get caught up in the sinking sand. Don't let us get caught up in things that are temporary in this world and run after those things and, and miss having a heart and a life for you, Jesus. And so I pray, Father, for every man right now listening, God, that we would fulfill your desire in our hearts and that we would be the husbands, the fathers that you created us to be, that we would be men who follow you all the days of our life. And so thank you for MLN, for all that you're teaching us, the way that you're growing us, but thank you most of all for Jesus yes. and the hope we have in Christ and in Christ alone. So bless every man right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray over them. Amen. 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 Wow. John, thanks so much for joining Absolutely. us today. Thank we you. are so glad you're here and all that God's going to do through you and men's leadership here in Franklin, Tennessee, Middle Tennessee yeah. for his name and for his glory. And so guys, thank you for being a part of the men's leadership podcast today. Be watching every Friday for the man minute that'll be coming out It'll be challenging you to grow deeper in your faith. And uh, man, this is the time, right? Don't, don't put it off, man. Let's do it today for the glory of God. And then be watching uh, as next year we have verses coming back. And John mentioned it. It's going to be amazing, going to be exciting. So May of 2023, get it on your calendar and get ready. But God is at work and all glory to him. So thanks for joining in. God bless.
You've been listening to the Men's Leadership Network podcast. We pray what you learned today will be helpful as you strive to become a better leader in your own home, workplace, and community. As always, if you were impacted by today's podcast, we hope you'll subscribe, comment, and share it with others. And be sure to join our email list to ensure you never miss an episode. You can do that now and find all of our past episodes at mensleadershipnetwork.com. We'll be back with a new episode on the first Friday of every month. Thanks for listening.